I'm almost stinging my hands. Yeah. Oh, my mighty God, my mighty Savior. I'm going to praise you louder than I do the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to praise you louder than I will anybody in the MLB, in the NFL. That's what we do in the stands, isn't it? In the stands, we up there rocking the stands. All right, all right. We don't want to scare the first-time visitors off right away immediately. We had some that came back, and I said, wow, we didn't scare you all off. Glad you came back. Why are we so pumped up? Why are we so excited? Well, Jesus saved us because we were tore up from the floor, and, and our lives were a mess. And God said, you know what? I see so much potential in you. If you'll give me everything, I'll give you everything. And all of the things that you thought you couldn't do, I'm going to enable you, empower you with my Holy Ghost power. And I'm going to rearrange you, forgive you of your sins, set you on a rock to stay. And you're going to do all the things that you've been dreaming about since you were about 12, 13 years old. It's coming. It's coming. i got to slow down. I'm already pumped up. I've already had my energy drinks and uh, coffee. Uh, every Sunday morning I have coffee and an energy drink and only one person in this crowd, maybe two or three will know about this. I had ordered some Turbo Force and it came in and I had me an extra mounded up scoop of Turbo Force. So wherever Kirk Romero is, he's in here probably saying, well, it's going to be good today. Jeremy, Dan, you want to come up here so we can pass these to you? Are y'all ready to celebrate some new members again? All right, put your hands together for Craig and Angela Ballou. All right, praise God. Craig has to work today. And Andrew Messer, Jill Messer, Harrison Messer, Jason Messer, and Brian Messer, if they would come. I saw Andrew Messer driving the, uh, the church van, picking up people this morning. Let's give a hand to all of our transportation ministry. And then is George Gomez in the house or Joel Rodriguez? Come on, oh, put your hands together on. for these guys. What about Matthew Macon? Matthew Macon? Matthew Machen? Sure. I remember so many people their first time into Covenant Church, and I remember uh, the look and the reaction sometimes of people their first time here. And I just praise God for what he's doing. I see so much growth in these people and all of you and, uh, and myself and my family. We see so much growth. Can we praise God as they're seated? Y'all can be seated as they're seated. Just praise God for some growth. Praise God for a family being turned around, a marriage being put back together, an addiction being broken, continually better, a church full of comeback stories. I don't know. We got so many lines, I forget them all. God is so good. Listen, I'm gonna, I want to just, while I was there praising God this morning, and y'all had not sung this song yet, and I was just thinking, I feel like right now that I am on some just stirred up waters. And this covenant church and everything that's going on, I feel like I'm just in turbulent, stirred up waters. And I begin to think about times when we would go to the beach, and there might be some times when we, we booked the wrong area of the beach, and we showed up, and the surf was dead. And anybody ever messed up and done that? And, you sh and your kids, you've, you've talked it up real big to your kids. And you show up and the waves are kind of like, they're not even cresting. They're just kind of rolling. And they're like, oh, thanks a lot, Dad. We're here for how many days? And it's 100 degrees. The 100 degree heat goes away. 
and the, and the stickiness of the sand and how it's rubbing and getting in places we don't want to talk about, that all goes away when the waves and the water is rocking. And I'm telling you, you are part of a group and a movement right now that you just stepped into where the waves are rocking. And you didn't show up to no dead water church. The water is being stirred and the water is moving. And I'm just making an analogy here, but follow me and know this is the truth. There, is, there are things happening. There are people being stirred in their spirit. It's mighty. It's powerful. And the, what you're feeling, it's not just a feel. It's real. It is real. And I tell you what, my kids got excited when we showed up to Gulf Shores or Galveston or Crystal Beach or wherever or and you looked out there and it's they could not wait to jump into the water. They're like, give me my boogie board, give me my board, let's go, let's and they and they're just riding it and having a blast and having fun. I'm telling you what, church, you just jumped into a spot where you are going to have fun living for the Lord. It's going to be a blast. 2024 for you, I proclaim, will be a blast. You will have fun living for God. You're going to have fun riding the wave. And you're going to bring your friends. Be like, hey, yeah, y'all come over here. You just get in this water. Jump in this water. I got a different sermon. But hold on. So, I'm sorry. So, here, I, the words of the next song you sang, the oceans are rising and falling at your word. It's not because of anything we're doing. It's all glory to God. The oceans are rising and falling. The water is being stirred. And then the next word, if y'all remember seeing up there on the screen, and we are responding to your word. And so we can't just hear it. And that's in this sermon today. Thank you, Jesus, that you put all this together. But that's in the sermon today that we cannot just hear it and hear it and hear it. We got to do it. We got to jump in the water. We got to get in the water. You got to get on your boogie board. You got to get on your surfboard. And you got to paddle out. Ooh, man, there's a message in this. Into some deep water. Sometimes some scary water where you're afraid there might be an undertow and something pulling you down and pulling you under and maybe trying to pull you. I don't want to. Ooh, I'm scared. I don't know. I don't know how to swim. God says, I'll put a life preserver on you. Get on that board. Get out in that deep water and watch me just go have fun for me. Live for me. Be empowered by me. Serve me. I thought that was pretty awesome. I had a, a moment right there. I was like, thank you, Lord. And then I read the words. I was like, thank you, Jesus. We own it. I love you. Too. I want to just um, share a praise, excuse me, not a praise report yet, a praise report in the making. How about that? We have a member of this church named Linda Fleetwood, and they found her on the floor this morning. They have found bleeding somewhere inside of her, and they are not sure where. And uh, she is about to have an emergency blood transfusion and heading to Tyler. So I just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus we, name. we took communion and we talked about the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over Linda Fleetwood Jesus right name. now. And we, we know we have testimony and witnesses in this house of your resurrecting power. We, we call for you to stop the blood that is bleeding out of her body in Jesus' name. Stop the hemorrhage and let life come into Linda right now. We pray for the blood that she is receiving, that it will be clean and pure and blood with life in it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you would keep her in your prayers, I'm sure they'll keep us posted. Please remember Linda, Linda Fleetwood. Also, um, 
If you are new in the house, if this is your first, second, or third time here, we have room 201 right here open. It is our VIP room. That's a chance for us to get to meet you and uh, introduce ourselves to you and know your name, put a face to the name. You just get a good one-on-one -on -one connection inside room 201. And that room will open when Jeremy gives the altar call today. And we'll also have some baptisms. That room will open during that time. And you just go back there. Casey Gidry will be back there to, to host you. And we would like to get to meet you. Also, I am so ready for this. We are kicking Sunday Night Prayer back off tonight. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I have, I have missed it. So 6 o'clock tonight. Sunday night prayer, we invite you to join us. We are going to kick the year off praying from 6 to 7 tonight, and it never, ever disappoints. It's always oh, wonderful. I so. need Jesus. Yes, you do. You I mean, need I Jesus. Do too. I do, too. We do. Yes, we do. We need Jesus. <laughs> That's it. If me. you've never been, thank you so much. Can I can, give my wife a, a, a we'll, we'll give you a hand. Because God gets the great applause. <clears throat> All right, uh. I'm going to start speaking a little bit about what's about to happen. But as I do at this time, if you were not given and, and uh, you didn't receive an envelope at the front door, whether you're given or not, if you did not receive an envelope at the front door today, just raise your hand, keep your hand up, and uh, the ushers are seeing this. and they're Just keep your hand up high, wave it high. You can't get one if they can't see you. So if you would hold your hand up, and uh, they're going to hand those out. If anybody needs a pen to write with or a pencil, just keep your hand up and we can maybe put one on each row. Uh, Travis and Wes, if y'all could go out in the foyer and get us some pens, please. And uh, if you need that, feel free while I'm speaking about this for a few minutes, feel free to wave your hand at an usher. They're all, they're watching. And uh, if you need a pen or a pencil or an envelope, then just um, make a little motion. And they will come to you. All right, what I want to just speak to you real quick about is this sacrificial gift that we've been talking about for many, many weeks. And you've all seen the progress that is happening out here with our expansion. So before the expansion even began to happen, God began to put in our spirit that we need to build and expand and build and expand because of the crowds that are coming and the people not coming to hear the music, not coming, they're coming because they have problems. And then there was this uh, kind of unique little, funny little prayer that I prayed one time here at church, and I said, Lord, send us the hard cases. How many of y'all were in the sanctuary when I prayed that out loud? Wave your hand. And, and God said, I love to answer prayer. Thank you for praying the prayer that maybe some people don't want to pray where I said, Lord, send us the hard cases. Send us the marriages that are messed up. Send us the man or the woman who says, man, I don't even know how to explain what's going on with me. I'm messed up. I am messed up. I messed up and now I'm messed up and I'm actually messing other people up. And we prayed, Lord. This is so funny to me. We actually prayed, Lord, we want to meet that guy. Lord, we would love to meet that woman and let that woman know that we will be her friend and we will hold her hand and we will hold his hand and hug him and I don't care what he smells like. I don't care if he's dressed in the Goodwill or the Under Armour. I don't care. Just come here and hug me because we're going to heaven together. You can get your glorified body later. You may not have it right now. You might not smell so glorified. It might be a little stinkified, but it don't matter. Listen. We prayed that. We said, God, 
We want those people. Because that's exactly why Jesus came to be on this earth. He said, I come to save and to save that which was lost and hurting and dying and the ones that were kicked to the side and forgotten about. So God said, pour some more concrete. You need more parking. See if you can buy this piece of property. See if you can buy that piece of property. Well, what if they say no, which they did? And you say, well, ask them again. And what if they say no? Well, ask them again. Well, what if they say, well, just all I can do now is just pray about it. I don't ask a fourth time make somebody aggravated. So we prayed about it. And then it's, hey, just make me an offer on the property. Just make me an offer. Make it, make a fair offer. You can have it. And uh, there's just doors that are opening and things that are happening. And, uh, you know, just real quick on the sign out here. You know, we got a new signage and a new sign out the road. Y'all saw that. You can see it from a mile away when you crest the hill at McPeak Ranch. And I want to give praise and all glory to God for how that happened. We originally had wanted to put a new sign out front, and we had a company from Tyler come in. They said, we'll hook you up. We're going to give you two foot high, 14 foot long, put some stone around the bottom, put a big blue cross on the end of it, that big blue cross, about six foot high. And he said, it's only going to be about $32,000. $32, I said, thank you for coming down to Rusk. Nice to meet you. Because we're going to be good stewards of what God blesses us with. You need to know this. Just because you give a large offering or just because you give to this church, we don't go, oh, wow, let's start writing checks. No, no. So just so happens that we just happen to mention to a couple, Travis and Vicki Edwards. Travis is standing right back there. If you want to wave your hand, Travis. Vicki, where are you at? Raise your hand. She's over there. And this is how God is amazing in how he works. On-time God. I've said it all the time. He's an on-time God. We sing a song. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. We've sang it. We, do we believe it? Here's how I really believe it. Travis says, I said, what about, are you, can you even do signs? All we knew that he just does stickers. He did the stickers and the decals on our vans. He's done stickers and, and signs all around the church. He said, I don't know if I can even buy signage anymore. Let me just check. When was your uh, last two months? He calls the company and they said, good thing you called us. Your ability to buy wholesale with us and buy signage and big letters and big signs expires in two months. But if you'll order right now, we're going to give you all the I mean, we got three foot high letters by like 35 to 40 feet long and a big old 8 by 8 sign and instead of 32,000 it was 18,000 and I know that oh listen I'm like y'all that stings too but I said thank you Lord for half price thank you Lord for half price in two months it was going on time God yes he is so here's what's going on Covenant Church is growing. God knows where we're going. He knew that the children of Israel were going to be backed up against a sea and know nowhere to go. And he said, it's okay. It's okay. Just keep marching. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Covenant Church, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep inviting people. We don't look at the sanctuary and say, oh, I was going to invite you to church, but hate your luck. We ran out of seating. No, we don't do that. We say this. 
there's not a lack of or lack of vision, there might be a lack of provision. Okay? We don't have a lack of vision. We are moving forward. We are going to move forward, and God is going to provide and make a way where there is seemingly no way. So what we've been talking about the last several weeks is a, a sacrificial gift, and I wanted to make it so easy for people. So the reason you were given an envelope and, uh, and the way this is going to work is I didn't want anybody to feel left out. I don't even care if a child puts something on an envelope and, and hands it in. And here's the thing that you need to know and recognize right now. We wanted to do it like this so that everybody would have an opportunity. But in that opportunity, nobody would know whether you put a zero, whether you said, I can't do it. You just don't even put your name on it. I don't care. Make it to where everybody feels they're not singled out. Well, I said, we're not going to call people up. Hey, if you can give, just come on up. And, and somebody's sitting on the pew like, man, I'm, man, I'm broke as a joke right now. And I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. So we made a way for you to give an offering. Or if you want to make a pledge, it might take you, you know, it might be like a medical bill. I've gotten some big medical bills. And I said, well, here's $5. And I'll pay it off in 2020, whatever. <laughs> if you want to make a pledge, you can write that pledge down and, and, and pass that in. And we wanted to make it to where nobody was singled out. It's private. Nobody has to know. You can put your name on it if you, if you want to. You don't have to put your name on it. But here's what we want to do. There's already been lots of funding that's come in. There's been some big gifts. There's been some small gifts. Let me tell you what they are. God sees them. They're from the heart. They were given in gladness. And they are gifts to the kingdom of God, not to Covenant Church. And we are moving forward through your giving. Amen. I want to thank you all. Thank you. So what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to take this up today with the regular offering. Ushers, you can come on ahead to the front. We're going to take this up with the regular offering. And uh, DC, if you're in the house or if I have a keyboardist that's in the house, Bryce, thank you so much. And so... As the ushers go ahead and come to the front, this is going to be part of your regular offering. We would just like for you to just throw the, the envelope right back in the offering, whether it has a name on it, an amount on it. If it's blank, throw it back in there. Just throw it back in there. This is a way that we can all be involved and nobody is singled out. Okay? We like the fact that somebody can give a large amount, but we don't want a large amount where it says this, Hey, look at me. Look at all I can do. Everyone look at me. The moment that you take and put the emphasis and the glory on yourself, the blessing is lost. This is all completely private. Nobody's going to, if you write on there, I'm giving a million dollars and I want my name to be put on the expansion. Sorry, it ain't happening. But we'll take your million dollars though. All the way to the bank. And we'll laugh all the way. I'm just kidding. Laugh and gladness and joy. So as they take up our, our regular offering here, don't go guys yet. We're going to pray. Then just drop that in. If you want to make a pledge, if, it, if you want to pay that pledge out for the next 10, 20 years, that's fine. God sees your heart. He knows everything. But let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed this church and you've blessed the members of this church abundantly. I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed me and my family. I thank you, Lord, for the ability to give. Thank you, Lord. 
You're great, you're mighty, and you're powerful. Lord, we give this offering to you today. We ask that you bless it and multiply it, make a way where there is seemingly no way. We thank you, God, that we are going to pay for things as we go. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing it for us. We have vision of where you are taking us, and we know that you are with us. You will part the waters. We will walk across on dry land. And we thank you, God, for the miracle of the exponential blessing that you offer and provide for us. Bless this offering in the name of Jesus. Amen. The ushers are going to make their way through the crowd right now. And we thank God for what he is doing. Church, you have no idea of the blessings that God has put on this church. It's amazing. And I will just share a little quick testimony of how myself and uh, our, our main contractor, and I know I've already put some applause towards him but once before, and, but Spencer Pate over there, wave your hand. Got the guy with the longest beard in the church. If you don't know who Spencer is, he's got a beard to hear. He's ready. He has helped us out immensely. And I want to give honor where honor is due. He is, con he is the head contractor, the head, C the head guy over the whole build, and he's not taking any payment. He's just smiling from ear to ear right now. I want to thank you, Spencer. Brandy, I want to thank you. All of the family, I want to thank you. That's a huge blessing. If you don't know how those things work, they normally take about 10%. And that thing out there is looking like it's going to be about half a meal. That's about a $50,000 gift to the church that it could have been, well, the church has just got to pay about, you know, $45,000, $50,000 in, in a percentage to the guy who's going to, oh, man, lots of phone calls, lots of meetings. Come up here, go over there, run over there, grab that, meet with that person. Lots and lots and lots of back and forth. A lot of headache. But that aching is leading to so much. It's a blessing. I wanted to thank him for that. I wanted to thank him for all of the sacrifice that he has made. To each and every one of you who have already given, thank you. To each and every one of you who are giving right now, we thank you. We thank you. All right, I was given some kind of a message back there, and I just did not pick up on what Jeremy was trying to tell me. So uh, I'll get that message here in a minute. You love the Lord today? He's awesome. He's mighty. Jeremy, oh, the children. The children. This was, dismiss the children. I, forever, I will forever remember that. I will forever remember that. Children, you can be dismissed to Sunday school. How many remember Brother Pate's sermon? How many of you remember what you did at the end of the sermon? We popped balloons. Yep. Yep. You will remember that sermon for the rest of your life. Speak it out. God's moving. Praise God, praise God. As they're being dismissed and you're here in this sanctuary, I want to, for those of you that were here to hear my testimony and my wife and I and our testimony, I want to thank you for sticking with us when we fell and when we had had hard times long ago. My wife said, you need to clarify that. She said, that was years ago. I said, well, I don't care. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm so grateful and thankful that God saved me. And you know that saying we, that we've said so many times, and actually got it from somebody else. I started saying it, tore up from the floor up, but God. And then Amy Pate made a shirt, and she, I, I got the very first one that was made. Uh, I think I did. If I didn't, Amy, just make me let me think that I did. Uh, anyway, they brought it home, and she said, you need to wear this shirt. Uh, Sherry's got one on today. Sherry, thank you. We're twins. Also, I guess I'm, uh, Frankie decided he was going to be Twinkies with me. Hey, Frankie, everybody look at Frankie back there, just trying to match me and be with me. Or oh, I'm being with you. Okay. The odds of somebody else wearing a black and white check shirt I thought were pretty slim, but it happened. Guys, men, women, all in the sanctuary right now, I love you very much. My wife and I, we love you very much. We're going places. Big things are happening. And I'm excited for what God's doing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are doing mighty and powerful and wonderful things in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for miracles. We thank you, Lord, for broken marriages being restored. We thank you, Lord, for addictions being broken. We thank you, Lord, for the chains that are broken. We thank you, Lord, for the chains that are broken. They fall off. They're on the ground, never to be picked up again and never to be put on us and bind us up again in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for provision, for the vision, before it happens. I thank you, God, for health. I thank you, Lord, that you are blessing and touching the elderly of our, our church. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to strengthen them, make them well, heal their bodies so they can be in church with us, be in attendance. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We have no idea where this is going, God, but we know that we are with you. You are with us, and we vow to do your work. We vow to do your work, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you for joining with me in, in saying that where you say, Lord, I vow to do your work. I don't just vow to come to church more in 2024. I don't just vow to read my Bible a little bit more here and there when I can. I don't just vow to fast and pray. Lord, I vow to do your work because we were not called here to Rusk, Texas to be only a churchgoer and a state hospital employee, a churchgoer and a police officer, a churchgoer and whatever you want to put here in the blank. You were not called to this earth and born and given a living, breathing body capable of telling the good news of Jesus Christ. You were not born to have that ability just to set it on a shelf and let it collect dust and say, man, God, I... I'm just so busy. I got to work a lot, you know, because I got things that I want to do. I got things that I need to do. I've always wanted to go on a big vacation, so I got to work a lot and do a lot of things and work and spend a lot of time away from you so I can do the things that I want to do. We are not that church, and I thank God that this place is full of volunteer ministry where they say, Give me more. Give me more. I'll do more. I'll do more. I want to work for God. I want to help children. I want to get people to church. I want to teach. I want to feed people. I want to, if I can't do anything here, here, y'all just do what you can with all that. Praise God. We will. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate our music ministry team. They are so, such a blessing to us. And we will give all of you guys up here, we're going to give y'all a hand. Yeah.
I'm going to put two. They do a pretty good job. They do a great job. Lots of practice, lots of meetings. If you can, open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to read eight verses. This is the parable of the sower. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. I find that interesting that the crowd was so big that he had to get out in a boat. While all the people stood on the shore. Verse 3, then he told them many things in parables saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed and as he was scattering the seed, here's the first part that didn't go right. Some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Here's another one. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Here's the third one. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. But that fourth time, still other seed fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. Where it produced, there had to be a producing, it, where it produced a crop. Very, I, I read this several times the other day. This was in my Bible reading, and let me just get off course just for a minute. I'll come back to that. I want to encourage every one of you, every single one of you, not just the husband, not just the leader of the home, not just the grandmother who's the leader of the home, not whoever the leader of the home is. It's a single mom maybe. Everybody, we need, we need to read the Bible in its entirety. I have two other books or one other book in my backpack right now that I'm also reading. I don't need to get hung up on man's word too much. I need to make sure that I have this. There are many of us who have never read all of the instructions. And then we wonder, what? What? I just, there just seems like there's something missing. I want to encourage each and every one of you to read the Bible in its entirety. Let me break it down for you where it seems a little easier. Four chapters a day, you can read the Bible in all of its entirety by reading four chapters a day. There are days when you'll read longer because some chapters are longer. There are days when you'll read less because the chapters are smaller. And I'm telling you, it will bless you immensely. It will bless you. It will bless your family. Now, one other piece of encouragement that I want to give you is some people love to start in the same place and they, they end up reading the same thing over and over. I will tell you this. You might need to start in a different place so that you don't just stop and start and stop in the same place every year. You, oh, I'm good for about a week, and then I lose interest. Start somewhere else. Start somewhere else and don't end up in the same place. All right, praise God. Huh? All right, let's just guilt trip everybody in, the, in here. and then <clears throat> I didn't make anybody promise in front of, in front of God, so we're good. I want to tell you, so in my, in my Bible reading, uh, I came across this and I, I read this again and I said, wow, this part sticks out to me. Where it produced a crop 100 and then it says 60 or 30 times what was grown. Now, we're going to come back to that in a minute. So there was a, an opportunity to have a 100-fold blessing, a 60-fold blessing, and a 30-fold blessing. Tell somebody it's time to sow. Now say, so what? They're going to throw that title up here. And I know we're going to do a little bit of play on words here today. And you're like, so, so, oh, hey, hey, so what? No, no, so 
what. And I'm so glad that my sister, who's helped me out immensely, she's a part of the team up there that puts things together. I said, thank you for putting up a picture that showed some planting and a plant coming up because I was afraid people, when we put the title up, they were going to say, Sal, what? <laughs> are we going to have a message on pigs? I mean, are we going to talk about casting out demons? And you cast those demons out, and they went into the swine, into the sows. Sal, what? No. So what? If you think I've spelled it wrong, start Googling. You'll see. I checked it too. I was like, oh, that's S-E-W, right? No, it's S-O-W. But we're going to play on that today, and God is fixing to do a work in somebody's life who feels like they don't have the ability to do some things. And you're fixing to find out real quick, being a part of this congregation and this kingdom of God going in the right direction, that you are going to find out you have absolutely what it takes. You are the seed, and you're going to be, ooh, we're fixing to get you planted in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right, so looking back at verse 2, if they go back to that chapter, uh, Matthew 13, if you go back to verse 2 and you look at that, this is the first thing that stuck out to me. It said, large crowds, large crowds. There is a reason why there were large crowds. Why? why was, what was the reason? Well, let's go to Romans 14 and 17 if they'll put that up. Righteousness, peace, and joy. People are seeking after righteousness, peace, and joy. The reason people will listen to your invitation, they'll listen to your story, they want to hear what God's doing for you is because, believe it or not, whether they fake it or what, they're telling you, probably with their eyes and their body language, they're saying, look, I need some righteousness in my life. I am completely unrighteous right now. I've got you fooled. I've got my parents fooled. I've got everybody else fooled. My coworkers, I'm, everybody's fooled. But I'm unrighteous. And I need some righteousness in my life. And they are looking for some peace. And they are looking for some joy. The reason that there was a large crowd and the reason the crowd was so big that he had to get in a boat and say, guys, push me out here in the water and get me away from these crazy people. There's so many of them. I can't, I'm afraid I'm going to get trampled. He had to get out there, out away from them because there were so many. And I begin to think, why were there so many? Why did they show up? They need righteousness. They needed peace. They needed joy. When you feel like you're lost and hopeless and you don't have anywhere to go, you are looking for something. And when somebody's speaking it and talking about it and offering it, and then you see others that are obtaining it and experiencing it, you say, duh. I want some of that. My birthday was January 5th, and last night we got a chance to celebrate, and my children and my wives made, I said, I want to make homemade pizza. My son, they made homemade dough. Guys, y'all just don't know. I love pizza so much. I begged my parents, take me to Ken's, take me to Mazio's. I don't care. I'll battle the crowd. Take me to Chuck E. Cheese. As long as there's pizza. As lo- God, as long as there's pizza in heaven. I mean, and my son, homemade dough. And I said, he, and we all helped out. It was a family affair, and I, I, I was spinning mine. I didn't have enough flour. I was getting sticky. And he patted that stuff out and rolled up the edges. He said, hey, hold on, Dad. Watch. Watch what's coming. Watch it. Hold up. Watch. Pulled out cheese sticks. All right. I know y'all are hungry. The coffee has worn off. And pushed cheese sticks up into the edges and rolled that over and brought that thing out and set it in front of me. And I was like, oh, my Lord. I was like, baby, my wife, I'm like, I love you a lot. But that right there. (laughs) 
There's, there's just something that people are hungry for and they're looking for. And when you put it in front of them and they're hungry, they, they want it. And I looked at that and I said, man, I want some of that. It was good. It was appealing to me. It was, I was hungry and it was something that was going to be good to me. And I'm telling you, you're surrounded by people. You work with people. You got family members that you've written off. And God wants to do a work in their lives. 2024 is going to be a massive year for growth in the body of Christ. Not only here, but I believe worldwide. Crowds are coming. Sowing is hard work. But it's so worth it. It's hard work. So what? Sometimes results are slow in coming. So what? It's frustrating. Oh well. TJ says, so, oh well, so what? It is frustrating. The results are slow. Anybody, you, you, you've grown a garden. Man, I love potatoes and I love onions. I got to plant them things coming up pretty quick in February. Uh-huh. Way early. Some of you, you're here today and the results that you want, you're not seeing them, you're not feeling them and you're like, man, I, I just, it's just not happening. Stay close to the source. Stay close to where the water's getting poured out. Stay close to where the Spirit's getting poured out. First of all, I tell you, stay rooted and grounded. I can't grow potatoes and onions if every two or three days somebody's pulling them up and saying, oh, we're going to plant... Man, I was really hoping that potato plant would come up and that little piece that I cut off would blossom into six or seven little potatoes. But it didn't happen in a week. Pull, y'all kids, dig them all up. That ground's no good. Come over here. Let's plant them over here. You can't do that. You've got to get planted. You've got to stay and know that God's blessing is on the way. Because it's hard work. Results are slow. It's frustrating. And to all of that, the what, what we should say is, so what, Jaden? So what? I don't care. So what? The blessings are slow coming sometimes, but so what? If you want to grow, you must sow. There's no time to waste. I want to read Matthew 13 now. And so for many of you, you have your Bibles. It's on the same page, Matthew 13 verses 18 through 23, and this is an explanation of the parable that I just read. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message, I want to pull this out right here. Focus on that word, that, that word used right there, those words. They heard the message. When anyone hears the message <clears throat> about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This, so there were three, remember? This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who, again, I'll say it right here, hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who, again, hears the word. But the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it 
unfruitful. Before I forget, everything that was taken up today, we are going to announce that this next Sunday. I believe in faith. Will you believe in faith with me that it's going to be big numbers? All right. Praise God. We're going to make that announcement. We're going to tell you what's come in, what came in today, and we're going to have the estimate. And I praise God for more than enough. Amen. Praise God more than enough. So that third one, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Verse 23. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who he also who hears the word and understands it. Followed with the next sentence, he produces a crop. He produces. We need to hear. And then we need to understand. And then we need to Just, this is me working. If you, I'm trying to do things. That, this is my shovel. This is my hoe. This is my rake. And we need to produce. We need to work. You're not going to get the blessings of a garden by going out to, going to Atwoods or Tractor Supply and buying up a whole bunch of seed and just having it available. Oh, wow. This is, man, I love the pictures they put on those seed packets. They put the most amazing. I ordered some trees. I know I'm off of a garden right now, but years ago, there was a magazine that we used to get. And uh, I lit, the house where we lived in, we didn't have any trees. And I was, I was looking through this magazine. Oh, man, look at these trees. They're just beautiful. And I planted trees that came to me in the mail, stems with little roots wrapped. And I was like, oh, okay. This looks nothing like the picture. <laughs> Some of y'all right now, you're like, I want to have that life of that family that I see on fake book. I want to see. I want to have that. I need that. I want the blessings. I want to have the new car. I want to have, the, I want to have a wife who actually, she actually loves me. She don't just say it. She actually loves me. I, I want to have those things. And um, I wanted those big, beautiful trees in my yard. And I planted them in the ground. And, and I drove past that house the other day. And uh, I looked at them, I'm like, man, they still don't look like the picture. It's been years since I planted those trees, and they still don't look like the picture. I tell you what, I think they sent me the wrong trees. They grew, oh, that, I think there's a message in that. They grew, they big, but they don't look like what I thought I was going to get. So just know, yeah, there's a sermon in that one for sure. What you think that God has planned for you, oh, come on. You feel like that's the woman for me. That's the man. That's the job. That's, that's what I, that's, yeah, you're right. That's what you want. Did you pray? Did anybody pray today or tomorrow? Are we going to pray and say, God, what do you have for me? Not my will, but thy will be done. Not mine, but yours. I want what you have for me, God. And God says, uh... I don't know if you're ready for this jelly. I just thought I'd say it because I was thinking in my head. I was like, I thought about that. I don't think. You're not ready for what's coming. God says, I want to do this and not that. All right. 
You have to move past just hearing the word. So let's go back to uh, what was brought up in the first bit of reading and also in the second bit of reading. Uh, it brought up a hundredfold blessing, a sixtyfold blessing, and a thirtyfold blessing. When I read that, I thought, well, how does one who hears the word and understands it, how, 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 does, how do you get the hundredfold blessing? How do you get the, thir- the sixtyfold? The thir- Why does one get a hundredfold blessing and one maybe gets a thirtyfold blessing? And I just felt like God was telling me, my interpretation, don't be chatting on Facebook or YouTube and saying, wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. This is what it meant to me. And this is actually what happened with me in my life and my testimony. If I wanted a hundredfold blessing, I really needed to hear the word, which I was hearing it a lot. I heard the word a lot. Because what did I do? I come to church. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I go to church. I hear the word. I hear the word. I hear the word. I don't really understand it because I don't care to even follow up or read or do anything. I just go to church. Because I know it makes my wife happy, it makes my family happy. I'm just doing a checkbox, and this really don't mean a lot to me. I don't understand it. I don't study it. I don't read anything. If I'm going to study anything, I'm going to get on TikTok or Facebook, and I'm going to do them reels, baby. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Time wasted. TikTok. TikTok in your life away. Yeah. We have the option with this to make this a great tool where we can say, you know what, pastor brought up a good point, and the parable of the sower. I wonder if I could just top in on YouTube, sermon about the sower. I wonder if I could just top in on Google and say, Bible study on the sower. Maybe I could just read a little bit. Maybe I could study a little bit. No, we just want to watch mindless, pointless videos today in and day out, and we don't, we're not understanding. That was me. I heard the word. I heard the word. I heard the word. I didn't understand it. And then when I didn't understand it, I wasn't able to, to get anything out of it. And I, so I was thinking, because it also says to produce. And I was not getting, I was I wasn't understanding it. I was stuck at the hearing stage. And I definitely wasn't in the producing stage. So the producing stage means i got to get out and do the work. So if I tell my son at the house, hey, Jaron, take the trash out. Yes, sir. What did he do right there? He acknowledged. He heard me. He heard me. He understood. Oh, he's, he's actually ahead of me. He actually, he actually a step above me. And he heard me. He understood. But he still lacks the doing. You know, God is wanting to tell somebody today, quit telling me, yes, God. Quit telling me, yes, sir. Because that's what I want to say when the trash two, week, uh, 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 two days later, a week later, is still sitting there. I, yes, sir, don't do anything for me. Quit telling me, yes, sir, and do it. Yes. Quit saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God's saying to somebody today, I heard your yes. I heard all of the yeses that you gave me last week. I would kindly ask you, please just go do it. Would you, the trash is stinking. The stuff in your life that you're saying, God says, get this stuff out of your life. Get this out of your life. Get this addiction out of your life. Quit watching that. Quit looking at that. Quit smoking that. Quit doing whatever. Quit, stop. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just want to acknowledge you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Go, come to church. Hear a sermon. Go on YouTube. Watch a sermon. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Stop saying yes, sir, and take out the trash. Get the junk out of your life. And why do we want to do that? Why? Because that is where when you give God everything, he will give you everything. All of your hopes and dreams, all of the blessings. He's saying, I'm ready to dump them out on you, baby. Woo! 
Yeah. And I got them right here. It's like the water park with that tilting big old bucket of water. But you just can't give him everything. And you walk away from like, man, I thought that thing was going to soak me. I'm burning up. The kid over there who decided to camp out, wait, and not move anywhere. Oh, man, there's a got rude. It stayed right there. He stayed. You walk, you, oh, God, pour out a blessing, pour out a blessing. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, man, you look like you're cooled off real nice. That cool, cool water. Got you. I, let me, oh, it's not coming. You miss it again. See, this, that actually happens to me at the water park. I stand there, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. What in the world? How long does it take to fill up that bucket of water? <laughs> oh, man. Y'all all laughing. You've been there. You've done it. You know that water park up there in uh, Lindale? We call it Water Church <laughs> because they got scriptures everywhere, and they play Christian music at Water Church. All right, so... What, what that told me was, if I want to get the hundredfold blessing, I need to jump on it quick. I need to hear it, I need to understand it, and I need to go to work. The trash need to be taken out. Yes, sir. Go on it. Do it right now. Yep, I got it, Dad. Got it. Okay. I need to do, I got to get on it. I got to get on it. I got to do it. You're reading your word. Oh, that stings a little bit. I should do that. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then do it. Then go do it. All three failed attempts at seeding in the parable all begin with what? Hearing. What good is it to know and not do it? James 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. What does it say right there? Do what it says. Because what are we doing? We are deceiving ourselves. We are deceiving ourselves as Christians when we come to church and we say, great sermon, great music, great word, pastor. That's a word. Praise God. Yes, Lord. And we sing it and we praise it. We raise our hands. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Don't deceive yourself that you just got a real good old attaboy on the back and a good old check mark from God because he wants you to take it Pass the pew and take it to your family, to take it out to the work site, to take it out on your private life. That's good. Take it from the pew to your private, your private life. And that is doing it. Because if you don't do that, you just deceive. The Bible says you just deceived yourself. You said self. I want to tell myself self. You're a good guy. Self, you're a good woman. Why? Because you, can, you went to church and you greeted everyone and you actually, you, you drove the van, you picked up children, you took tiny little tots to church. What better gift you could do to, to take children to church? And you taught children's church and you teach Sunday school. But are you doing anything that's changing your life? If you're not, all of that other is for naught and you just deceived yourself. You said, self, I'm going to trick you. And self said, oh, you did. I've been getting tricked for years. It's time to do, church. Everybody say, it's time to do. Matthew 13, 23. Hear, understand, and produce. You can carry seed around all day. I'm going to put this on the other side away from the microphone. I can carry this seed around all day long. And I can say, y'all don't know it. 
But there is a big, big, there's, a, there's fields. There are fields of blessings in here. There's a, yeah, that's what he did, there's a lot of deer. My wife, when it comes deer season, she's like, oh God, how much are we going to spend this year on deer corn? So I can carry this around every day. I can wake up. I can pick it up. I can wake up. I can carry my Christian mantra, my, man, my mantle, my Christian, Christian mantle, my Christianity mantle. I don't know. Whatever. Y'all get what I'm saying? I can pick it up every day. I can march around. I can have it all day long. But until I open up and you... You find somebody real quick that don't, that you want to you spot the guy that don't know how to hunt, take him a bag of deer corn and say, open that bag of deer corn. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for a message. I'm looking at this, I'm like, that's a message in that. You're doing it all the wrong way, man. You're like, you're like oh, man, I love. Ah. Why is it so difficult? Why can't I get this seed to get in the ground? Why can't I get the blessing that I need? What is wrong with this thing? Lord have mercy. What are they? How are they? This is definitely not made in China. That's America. That right there, I mean, that's made in the, in the U.S. of A, America. Woo. That's funny. It says God's country harvest. God's, God's saying, quit trying to do it your own stinking way. I want to make it easy for you. Now listen, some of y'all saw that and you're like, oh my God, I, I'm, a, I'm a hunter. And I've been using my pocket knife for years to cut it because I never could figure that out. You can't even do that from the other direction. And it's kind of hard to explain. It's got to be like, I always think the, the paper's got to be on the right if it's, you got to figure it out for yourself. It's, this right here is like a, this is a hunter's Rubik's Cube. But I tell you what, for those of you that have been fighting God and fighting God, he's like, you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You need to go after more. You need to pray more. You need to do more. You need to quit just listening, 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 showing up, singing a song, drinking a coffee, wearing the shirt. I say that a lot. Don't just wear the shirt. If you're tore up from the floor up, which most of you are, then do something about it. I'm going to leave that there for a second. You have to understand how the planting and growing process works. Seed is destiny concealed. You have to increase or to have increase is destiny revealed. You're carrying around your destiny. You're fighting with God. You're fighting what God wants you to do. You're fighting what God has called you to do. And you're fighting it. You don't understand it. You're hearing it all day long. You're hearing it all year long. But you don't understand. And you're definitely not producing. But when you 
have done the things that you need to do, and you said it's so simple. It's so simple. I just needed to grab that piece of paper, that string, and just there goes the string, there goes the paper. It's open. It's ready to go. You know. Then I've got something that I can actually work with. I can go and I can I can I can lay out, I can scatter and I can put seed down and I can do what I need to do. But there was a part of that process that was hanging me up. And for many of you, it's hanging you up. You have a greater destiny. What you need to do is stop making excuses. But I'm in a dry place. I'm in a dry place. You know, we know this summer was dry. I'm in a dry place. Maybe I shouldn't sow. No? You're in a dry place? Go ahead and sow. Okay? I'm in, okay. I'm in a dry place. Maybe I should go ahead and sow. Things aren't really making sense to me right now, and it does not make sense to plant right now because it's just not the right season for me. It just doesn't feel right for me. This doesn't really feel right. I mean, we know that potatoes and onions need to go in the ground in February. We know that. But some of you, and, and this was myself too, I kept waiting for the right time, the right season. When did it feel right? When was there something that was going to feel right for me? When would be the right time to sow? Thank you, Kit. I appreciate it. You are the man. When would be the right time to sow? When would, when would it feel right? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense that I should sow right now. You're here today. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you were here three weeks ago. But you're here and God's doing something and you need to jump on board. You need to get in the water, jump in the water, get on the surfboard, get out in the deep water. Now let's get away from the ocean. Let's go back to the land. You need to get out in the field. And if it don't make sense, so, so, work, so, so. Y'all feeling me? Last thing, I'm tired. And this is definitely something that can definitely be an issue for us in the Christian faith and the Christian walk because we aren't seeing what we want to see. My wife, bless her heart, she prayed for me for years. And I've got to be careful that I don't paint myself out to be just so rotten. my, My mom said, you need to tell people that you're actually a pretty good guy. But there was just some times, you know, in my life. But my life, look, my life, I, I needed to be like this, and I was kind of like this. You know, I was like, mm. I was out in the water, and I was on the waves, and I wasn't riding a big wave in. I was just out there just sloshing around, sloshing around, drowning in the rip current. But when I'm tired, I still need to, I need to sow. My point is, it doesn't really matter what you think. It matters what God thinks. God is saying, if you're tired, sow. If things don't look right, sow. If you don't know what's going on, sow. Well, I'm depressed, sow. Sow what? Sow what God is telling you to sow. And quit. And that's what I say to you, sow what? You got to think about it. You'll mess yourself up with this title. Sow what? Sow that. Well, we'll sow. Yeah. Stop making excuses. So, so, so. 
Why don't we just right now praise God for the blessing and the harvest that's on the way. When we are sowing, when we're sowing, we don't have any idea. Oh, that's a family. That's a family that's coming back to God. Oh, my. This is a man who's, that right there is going to be somebody who lost their addiction. Oh, there's some chains that need to be broken. There's some chains that need to be broken. Let me sow right there. God, I know you want to do something in my life. Let me get down right here. Man, I need to do something for me, God. Let me get down here and pray. Let me seek after you. Let me follow after your will and your ways, God. I'm sowing. I'm digging the hole. I'm doing the dirty work. If you don't have spiritual dirty fingernails, you ain't working. You need to be able to look at your fingernails and spiritually speaking, you need to look at you like, man, I've been working. I got chipped nails, dry skin, and I got dirt under them nails. I remember when I would work out in the garden, I would come home, and I would just, you just look at your hands, and you're like, man, how did dirt get under every single nail? I mean, I got dirt under my watch. But it was some of the most, it was hard work, but it was some of the most rewarding work you'll ever have in your life. And in many of you who have a garden, you do a garden every year, you know it's very, very rewarding that you went out there and you sweated and you toiled and you hoed and you shoveled and you raked and you spent time there. You spent some time. You spent some time there. Don't just read this word as fast as you can and say, check, done. Oh, I'm supposed to read another chapter. Uh, we got to get on here. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus. Blah, 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 blah. But their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. You're not getting anything out of it. If I go to the garden spot and I'm like, uh, halfway straight, kind of straight, uh, those are supposed to be spaced out. Uh, I think they're, well, they're black, they're purple hole peas and they're going to get big. So, uh, you know, I just, uh, I would just do this. I don't really follow a plan. And you want to wonder, kind of wonder sometimes, you know, why God is my life so jacked up and so messed up? Why am I, everything's just so convoluted and to, just messed up. There's no order to my life. Well, that's because you planted the corn right next to the purple hull peas and you got a big old squash plant coming over here and God's saying, I wanted to bless you with a mighty, mighty harvest of corn that is sweet. It's good and you can make a lot of stuff with it and it's going to be good to go with them crawfish you're going to boil later on in the spring. It's going to be good. But your ignorant self decided to plant squash all up in the corn and planted what you wanted to plant. You didn't take the time to read it and understand it and look at the what was there and say, oh, I need to separate some stuff here. Maybe there needs to be some separation right now. I want to put my junk in with God's junk and I want to seed it all together. And so you're like, well, I'm doing good. I heard the word. I understand and I'm actually producing. Be careful even in the production because you're sowing all the squash with the corn. You're like, man, man, my corn's getting choked out. My corn never produced. There's a bunch of stuff in here I'm saying is not in these notes. So I'll just say, you thank you, Jesus. Think about how he called the disciples. He's wanting, let's, let's 
like, let's go out and sow. He goes up to him. He says, he sees them. He sees the different ones. He's, he, he's walking by. And he's like, follow me. Yeah, that, it, it was quick. It was. But we as saved folk, we love this. God says, follow me. Yes, Lord. No, seriously. Seriously, follow me. Seriously, follow me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Follow, follow me. Because well, I'm going places. I, I'm, I'm going to take you to higher heights. So if you want to go to lower lows, feel free to stay. But I want to take you to higher highs and higher heights. But uh, if you'll follow me, yes, Lord. <laughs> I mean, come on. How many times you got to ask me? I said yes several times to your call. I don't need you to say yes to me anymore. I need you to follow me. Follow me. Let's go. John chapter 21. You'll, you'll read a story and you can read the, the back story on this and you can... It doesn't matter all this. I want to get to the point of what I want to make here. Peter is walking with Jesus and he asks a question. If you go to verse 21, Peter says, Lord, when Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? He's talking about somebody who was following. It was another disciple that was following. And Peter has questions in his mind about really about what's going to happen with this disciple. <clears throat> verse 22. Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Basically, he said, what's it to you? He said, so what? Next, the last line of the scripture. You must follow me. Jesus is saying the same thing. God is working on somebody's heart right now. You've been, you've been, uh, there's more I need to do. I need, there are some of you here today, you need to give your heart to God for real. You've been for fake for a long time. For a long, long time. Maybe your whole life. It's been, you're just carrying seed around and you're just carrying it around. You're not you're hearing it. You, you know what this stuff can do. You know. You know. But you need action, action, action. He said, what's it to you? Follow me. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Quit looking at Facebook and all the media and saying... What about, what about them, Lord? What a, well, God, what about, what's it to you? So what? So what? I need you to sow. So what? I need you to say so what to that and sow this so that I can bless you in the way that you've always wanted to be blessed. We need to Show up. I'll just say this. We need to shut up so God can show up and show out. We need to sow. God's got more for us. 2024, brand new year. Let's go.
Me and you, the only ones. As soon as I said it, somebody prays with me right now. God's going to do something mighty in your life. <clears throat> How many of y'all know that this, we got, God wants to rain down some seed on you today? Praise team, I need you. To follow and grow, we must get planted and rooted. I thought about this. This really hit me strong <clears throat> when I was putting this message together. And, man, this message took hours to put together. If y'all, one of these days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show y'all how, how God works in my brain. And, man, I tell you what, I just start writing. And I'm brainstorming and I'm putting stars and I'm circling stuff and, and, and refer to. And, and it is a mess. And I thank God every Sunday. I say, God, you know, it's, it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lord, you're going to have to help me get this mess together. This is like, it's not mess. You know, I look, you know, God's wanting to do something in a message. And then I see somebody who's like, this is just, this is a lot. It's just, and he's like, just. Take the time, slow down, and just, just work right here. I need, you to, I need you to slow down, take the time, punch a hole in the ground that you took the time to prepare and break up. Break up the ground. Break up the hard man. Break up that callous person that you've become. I don't raise my hands in church. I'm tough. What in the world? I'm in East. I'm a. I'm East Texan, baby. I'm a Texan, America, America. I don't raise my hand. Oh, 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 and God, oh, for those of you who don't know that you want to claim I'm so tough. I'm American, red blooded American. Yeah, that's good. You know, in your money, it says in God we trust. So take the time, slow down the, on the ground that you on that hard, crusty ground that you've already broken up. Punch a hole. Put it in the ground, plant it. Cover it up, baby it for a second. All right. Well, you just had a moment with God right there. We're going to call that a moment with God. That was the church service where, you know what? You did a little bit more than you've ever done in your life. You might have shed a tear. You might have actually said, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. It's okay. Maybe you didn't see everything you needed to see all that Sunday. But at least you started somewhere. Why don't, let's give praise to people that start. Well, I... Let's, let's give praise to a God in heaven who causes them to want to start. Not to the people. All glory to God. But let's give praise to God for the ones who want to start today. Somebody is going to start today. Today is your start. Today is your day of planting. Today is your day. Today is your day. It's time for you to get down on your knees and plant. So you take that time, you have a moment, and then it's, it's another week goes by, and you're like, I'm, I'm tough, it's hard, I don't know what to do. Have another moment, dig a hole, plant, plant, take the time, cover it, baby. Oh, it's another moment with God. God, I've been praying for you. I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been seeking with you. That's okay, have another moment. I want you to have moments with me all the way down. I remember one year I planted 100 feet, 100 linear feet of tomatoes. And I thought, man, that's pretty good. I want to, well, I take it back. I think it was about, it's probably like 60 feet. So I planted a 60-foot row of tomatoes. Better boys, big boys, all those boys. 
And then so I, I thought, you know what? That looks pretty good, but I don't know how many tomatoes that's going to produce. I'm going to plant another row. Because the plants were so small. And then I, this is where I messed up. I messed up on the second row. I messed up. I said, you know what? I'm going to go buy some more. Mamaw Pate, let's get together. And we planted a third row. We had 180 feet or so of tomatoes. Wow. We canned tomatoes. We gave tomatoes away. I'm telling you, if you will stay with it longer than what you think you need to stay with it, the, the harvest is so much more than you can even imagine. You're going to, all of the sweat and toil, all of the stuff that you're facing right now, you think it's for you? No, 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 no. It's not just for you. I was able to feed people. I was able to give away. You're going to be changed. God's going to rearrange you. He's going to do a new work in your life. And it's going to be so good. And you're going to be able to take that and feed others with your testimony. No one else can put your roots in the ground. When you look at a plant, if we had a side cutaway of a plant, and you see how those plant, those roots are all, I can't put your roots in the ground for you. you got to get planted, stay there, and then those roots grow. Lord, sow me into good ground. I want to be buried in the Word, buried in prayer, buried in fasting, buried in baptism, buried in that watery grave, and then buried in the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you have to do to me, God. I want it. I want it. Somebody join with me right now and say, I want it, God. I want to be planted. I want to be rooted. But here's, I'll close with this. I, I am literally, this is it. This is it. When you are planted, here's where many people mess up. Because getting planted looks just like getting buried. And when you realize this, when you know this, you're like, God, whoa, 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 time out. God, say what? <laughs> so, so, so what? So what? So what? So what we? So what we doing here now? Look. Yes, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to push you down, and it's going to be dark for a moment, and I'm going to cover you up, and I'm going to tell you, be still, and know that I am God. Sit there in the ground and be still. But God, you just buried me. I feel dead. Yeah, you need to feel dead. You need to let every stinking thing that you've built up and you have in your heart, you need to kill it. You need to get it all out. You say, God, remove everything off of me. I want to be dead. We are like, it's like we're dead in Christ so we can be alive in Christ. But Lord, you just buried me. You threw dirt on me. Well, I will give you a heads up. If you felt the dirt hit you, you ain't dead yet. So if somebody's saying something to you, somebody's speaking on you and saying stuff, and that's dirt. You know, he's throwing dirt on me. Facebook, whatever. And you feel it? That's okay. That's fine. That's pain. I felt it. I felt the dirt. I'm still alive. Thank you, Jesus. So when that dirt, when that, that time, you're like, oh, I'm in a dark place. I don't know about this. I'm in a dark place. Be still. Pray. Seek, seek after God. Pray. Read your word. And know that you're not dead. You're not buried. You're planted. You're planted. You're planted. Look at somebody right now. Tap somebody on the shoulder and say, you're planted. You're planted. You're planted. God is going to plant me.
He's a good God. Some of y'all are in that phase right now. Some of you, you feel it's, it's, it's all over you. I know it. And this is really touching you. It touched me because I'm not in that planted stage right now. But I know how I felt in that planted stage. I'm telling you what, it, I was, it was dark. And I was like, God, if you will just get me out of this. Lord, I need, Lord, I need you. I'm hurting. I need something. I need something to happen. And he's like, just wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. You know that the brightest morning comes right before the darkest night. And I'm going to tell you, it's dark. It's dark. And that seed is right there. And it's dark. And that little sprout. And that root. And it's dark. And it's dark. And all of a sudden, it breaks through. And you have, somebody's about to have a breakthrough here today. And you've been coming. And you've been coming. And you've been seeking God. And you've been praying and reading your word. And he's like, the brightest sunshine morning, the risen Savior, the light of the world. And it's it's and, and you need that you need that breakthrough. You need that breakthrough. You've got the roots, and it's time to put up the shoots. And let's put these shoots up in the air and we say, God, thank you for the light. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're gonna do. If that's you today, there ain't going to be no one, two, three, every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you today and you say, I am ready for a breakthrough, 2024 is going to be different than any 2020 whatever, than any 1990, any 1980, way back in 1970, when I thought, I'm buried, I'm buried, I'm dead, I'm lost, I'm dead forever. Somebody else needs to, you need to have this mentality right now. You need to go like this. Oh, I'm alive. Yes. If I was on those drums right now, I'd probably breaking sticks. I get so fired up. That's exactly, yes. We're going to go down so that God can raise us up. So if that's you here today, make your way to the front. Make a new commitment. Let's make a new commitment, church, as a whole church body. Let's make a new commitment. Your family, your children. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He's wanting to plant you. They're coming. They're coming. Hallelujah. Yes, a great harvest. It's going to be a great harvest. Your children. It's mine. Come on. He's on the plant. He's on the scavenger to see. He's on the plant to see all of that good soil. Lord, carry me that soil.
go before me, God. All around. All around. He is with you. He is with you. Come on, believe it, church. Believe it right now. He is with you. He is with you. You feel like you're down in that ground by yourself. You've been buried and forgotten about. No, you are not by yourself. He is beside you. He is that living water that's trickling down through that nasty, dirty soul. And He's right beside you. He's making it to where that seed pod now can open up. Can open up. And if you didn't feel it happen physically right now, some of you right now, spiritually, you opened up something greater than you've ever done before. And you opened up. And it's just the first step. Again, I want to praise God for those that are making a first step. After the service and after we dismissed, if you made a first step, which is just repentance, you say, God, I'm sorry for my sins and I want more. If you made that commitment and you made that first step, I want you to find us. We'll be up here around the front and we will tell you about your next steps and what God has planned for you. But that beginning is just sometimes just a cracking open of the seed pod. And some of y'all, you feel like, oh man, that's the toughest part where God kind of says, oh, the break, the breaking can crack open. But then there's just that subtle root system that starts going and you don't even feel it. You can't see it. You're above the ground. I can't see it for you, but you're getting strong roots. I can't see the results right now, but you're getting strong roots. You're getting the root system that you need because you're going to have a breakthrough. That breakthrough is coming. It doesn't have to be in February, March, October, end of the year in 2024. No, that breakthrough can happen immediately. That breakthrough is going to happen for somebody Monday morning. You're going to be on your way to work and you're going to turn some kind of song on and you're going to start praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and all of a sudden you're going to have a breakthrough and you're going to be like, God, thank you, Jesus. I need a breakthrough. And those tears are going to start flowing and you're going to say, I don't know what happened. For those of you who have been a seed packet on the shelf for years and you've been dry, dry, dry. And you think, I can't grow. I can't do anything. All it took was for you to get down here and break and begin to seek after God. And that dry, dry seed that you, you look at it and you go, man, because this seed right here can sit in this bag for years. But once it gets in the right soil, once it gets where it is surrounded, and you need to surround yourself. Tuesday night, you need to be here. You need to be here for Tuesday night help night. You need to surround yourself. That's where we basically have our small groups. And you need to connect and surround yourself, not only with the love of God, but also you need to surround yourself with brothers and sisters who are here and we're doing the same thing that you're doing and we're taking our dry seed and we're turning it into a mighty, mighty root system and planting and we're having a breakthrough. We're having a breakthrough. 
but we don't need to do it one time. I want to leave you with a quote that I read or heard just the other day. Successful people do continually what others do. I'm sorry. Let me get it right. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. So don't read your word here and there when you can. Don't pray when you can here and there. Don't come to church when you can. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. I'll leave you with that. Don't take it as a guilt trip or anything like that. Take it as good teaching that you heard. And that's what we talked about today. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Great. Understand it. And then produce, produce, produce. Show up. Produce, produce. Hallelujah. Let's praise God for another one. Getting baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. Look who's doing it. Micah. George. Upon the compassion of your faith and the obedience of the word of God, I now baptize you in Jesus Christ for mission and sin. this past year 2023 close to 90 people baptized in the name of Jesus how many will bow with me that you will read your instruction manual do you remember how many how many chapters you got to read a day just four chapters a day and it's more than enough my wife says you'll finish early. I'll tell you what I like to do. I like to read four in the old and four in the new, and I finish real early. And uh, I tell you this, man, testimony time. I, I did not read the instructions. <laughs> and I was a church kid. My dad was a pastor. My papa was a pastor. Read it. It makes a difference. Let's praise God for Emma. Everybody, let's, let's praise God. Look at this. Look at the whole family. Thank you, Jesus. Emma, upon the confession of your faith and the obedience of the word of God, I now baptize you in Jesus Christ for mission and sins. In Jesus' name.